E Society. Hey, hey, what's up? It's the Zisu back again, and this is NBA Check In. What's up, everyone? It's time to talk about the NBA Draft Lottery. It's about to go down live, so I'm going to do a little live reaction to who gets what where. Uh, my Warriors have a 14% chance to win, but also the Timberwolves and the Cavs do as well. The Hawks have a 12%, well, 12.5% chance to win the draft lottery. The Pistons have a 10.5, the Knicks a 9, the Bulls a 7.5% chance, the Hornets a 6% chance, the Wizards 4.5% chance, the Suns 3%, Spurs 2, Kings 1.3%, Pelicans 1.2, and the Grizzlies only a half a percent chance to get that number one pick. Uh, the interesting thing that they noted here on the coverage is that the Pelicans, with only a 6% chance last year, got the uh, Zion sweepstakes. So, you know, anything could happen here, but uh, we'll see what happens, and then we'll get into a little bit of what's been going on with the NBA playoffs. But it uh, looks like they're going to get into it right now, so... The 14th pick goes to the Celtics. So, yeah, I guess that's technically that was where Memphis, and then it just goes to the Celtics because of a trade. The 13th pick goes to the Pelicans. That's where they were slotted to pick. 12 goes to the Kings. I think that's where they were slotted to. De'Aaron Fox was there representing for them. 11 goes to the Spurs. That's usually how the top of the draft lottery goes. The, the percentages are so low for them to even bump up a spot from where they're supposed to pick. 10 goes to the Suns. They almost made the playoffs after going 8-0 in the bubble. So... Nine goes to the Wizards. I think that's a little bit of a slip, which I think somebody rised. I think they were supposed to end up with the sixth. The eighth goes to the Knicks. So, New York, bad luck again. <laughs> Charlotte and Chicago have bolted in the draft into the top four. Wow. The seventh pick goes to the Pistons. So, is that, I mean, that might be a little bit of a drop. The Hawks get the six, so they're one of the ones that dropped out. They had a 12% chance, and they dropped all the way to six. Fifth goes to the Cavs, so that's a good sign. Um... Warriors, Hornets, Bulls, and who's the other team? Either way, the Warriors are in the top four. Thankfully, they didn't slip since two teams did. So, uh, but yeah, the Hornets improved their chances. Oh, and the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves still have a chance. They are originally had the same as the Warriors, 14% chance. 
So D'Angelo Russell's there representing for them. Steph's representing for the Warriors. So that's cool to see. Um, looks like they're going to wait a minute to get into the top four. They're going to do a commercial break. I did rewind a little bit, so see if I can get through. And if I can't, then I'll start to cover a little bit what's been going on with the league. Once we're done with this, I want to get into a little more full coverage of what's been going on with the NBA playoffs. But uh, I'll probably just start with what went on today. Yeah, I'll do that because we're still waiting. I caught up to live, so... The game that I saw most of today was the OKC and Rockets game, and it was pretty much a back-and-forth game, a game of runs. One team would go up big, then the other team would go up big, but in the end, uh, too much Rockets. It was probably, well, I mean, considering it's the bubble, anything could happen, but this was a really good chance for the Thunder to get one and even the series, but the Rockets take it to 2-0, and that's without Westbrook. So imagine if he comes back, they're going to have an even easier time. So they're back right now. Steph, D'Angelo Russell, the VP of the Bulls, and Devonta Graham of the Hornets are representing. So the fourth goes to the Bulls. So the Warriors get a top three pick. I couldn't be more excited. I just want that one now. The third goes to... The Hornets, we get a top two pick. Warriors get a top two pick. It's between the 14%, Steph and D'Angelo Russell. Warriors or Wolves, what's it going to be? Oh, no, the Warriors got the two. Damn, that means the Wolves got the number one pick. It's still, this is not that great of a draft, so it's not like we just missed out on Zion or something, but, I mean, if you put it in those terms, we would have ended up with Jaw, so... This is nowhere near that level of draft, but just as far as like the trade equity, it's a lot better to have that one overall than the the two. But I'm just thankful we didn't fall out of the you know top four. So you know it is what it is. Uh, good for D'Angelo Russell. Uh, I enjoyed the short time he spent with the Warriors. So. It's cool to see him get, you know, represent and get the pick for them. Now they got Towns, they got D'Angelo Russell, and they got this incoming number one pick. So they got something to build on for sure. Um, Warriors can still get something pretty good with that second pick. They were talking about Anthony Edwards, Lamella Wall, who I really don't want. Uh, Obi Toppin, the uh, James Wiseman. All that being said... I would rather deal the pick and try to get somebody that's out there and available in the league. I know, I don't know if he would even fit, but I've heard a lot of talk about Ben Simmons being available. Could we put together a package to get him? Would that even make sense alongside Dre, Steph, and Clay? I don't know. Uh, would we have to give up Wiggins? Probably. Um, I don't know. We'll see, but uh, couldn't be more excited to see what the Warriors look like going forward. Can we bounce right back and get back into competition? So uh, I think so. I hope so. It was interesting to hear the commissioner right before this draft uh, lottery started talk about the idea of December 1st being the start date for the next season. And now he's saying that is probably going to be a little too soon now, too short of a time between the end of the season here in October and then the draft in mid-October and then 
for teams to basically right after that show up to training camp for November. He did say he'd like to find a way to get fans back in the arena, but it just feels so risky. I don't know how they could pull that off. Like, even if you have them wear masks, it's it's indoor, unlike, you know, most football stadiums, not all football stadiums, but how they're going to try to do with football stadium distancing. I don't know how they could do that in the NBA and still, you know, be risk-free. You can't control what, what people do and, and, you know, what they bring in. Sure, you could do, like, temperature checks at the door, but that's still not, you know, going to be 100% indication of, you know, who has it and who doesn't and how that's going to work. So it'll be interesting to see if they try. Um, Honestly, as good as the basketball has been in the bubble, I wouldn't mind them trying to see them do that again. She, uh, Rachel Nichols was talking to the commissioner and she threw out the idea of like also pods where you would have just certain teams in certain areas all under. And then maybe you could like switch out between pods that way after you play like series versus those players and not get that done that way if you've got three games against the Mavs per se you'd play them all in the bubble before like moving on everybody in that bubble before it got switched up so that could work too um yeah just to say one more time they got a graphic on the screen uh Jay Billis best available players he's got Anthony Edwards out of Georgia one James Wiseman, center out of Memphis, too, and then LaMelo Ball, guard. Um, he played Lithuania and Australia this past year. He didn't do the college thing, so. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, early on, I wanted Wiseman, but the more I've heard about it, like, I don't know, he just feels risky, and at the end of the day, I'd love to see them just try to trade this, like, these guys could be great, but it also feels just so risky. I don't know. So, all right. But yeah, that's the lottery and the Warriors got the two. I can't be too mad. I thought we were going to get that one, but you know, considering three teams each had the equal 14% chance at one, you got to be thankful we, we even landed two. So, uh, very thankful for that. So, Yeah, uh, let's move on back to what's been going on in the playoffs. This is my first pod since the playoffs kicked off this past Monday. It's been interesting how they've uh, done these playoffs. Uh, Oh, I just want to throw out, like I said, Obi Toppin, um, and then overseas player from Israel, Denny Avedija. Uh, So... Yeah, according to Mike Schmitz and Jonathan Gavoni, I guess they did like a little bit of instant reaction. They think LaMelo Ball would go one to the Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards would go two to the Warriors. James Wiseman would go three to the Hornets. Obi Toppin would go to the Bulls at four. And then this Denny Avedija would go to the Cavs. So I guess that's a little instant reaction from what I'm seeing on the screen but uh yeah anyways back to the playoffs uh this weekend the Grizzlies and the Blazers had the play-in game where the Blazers only needed that one game and the Grizzlies needed two didn't even need to go to the Blazers one and one 126-122 kind of as suspected but uh you know is what it is for the uh 
the Grizzlies, I mean, they lost uh, one of their top players. So, uh, interesting how they're doing the playoffs this year and past years. Like, I know it's been in, you know, in, in everybody's city, but it's interesting that now in the bubble, like, they've decided to just, like, run off games all day. Like, I'm not sure why they're not doing the same schedule. It might be because they're just trying to get past it and they need know they need to get this done and they, they can't draw it out, I guess, like they normally would, having all evening games. So it's been interesting. Some of the games, as far as specific time is considered, have been starting at 10 in the morning, and then you just get, like, one after another after another, like four games a day, so... Uh, Monday, the Nuggets in overtime took down the Jazz, which was very impressive because Donovan Mitchell scored uh, a playoff record, what was it, 50, a Jazz playoff record, 57 points, was impressive when you think about the all-time, one of the all-time leading scorers in Carl Malone uh, being on the Jazz Uh, Nobody ever scored more for the Jazz in a playoff, 57. And Denver still got the win because of uh, Jamal Murray Murray scored 10 of his 36 points in the overtime. So that was the difference in the 10-point win in the overtime. So Uh, no surprise here. The Raptors 134, Nets 110. Uh, Expect that to be a quick series, uh, four and done. Another one that I was hoping better for but uh probably won't be is uh Celts 76ers uh, Celts 109 101 that game uh the last game the most controversial one of the first day of the playoffs uh Clippers 118 Mavericks 110 the Clippers stormed out to the lead in that game and it looked like it was over but the Mavs rallied back and then over something real silly and like pushing through people and like it wasn't even like a real fight uh Porzingis got tossed and you know that had everybody talking that was like the difference in the game eight point game and like everybody was saying like for the playoffs like that was real weak like it just wasn't anything you know to be thrown out of the game for so uh on Tuesday that's when we had the uh real big Surprise! where uh, only the second time in NBA history, both one seeds lost to eight seeds uh, in their first game of the playoffs. The Magic, 122 to the Bucks, 110. The Magic actually rolled most of the game, uh, so that was surprising. And then the Blazers, uh, 100 to 93 over the Lakers. It's interesting, everybody's talking about how the Lakers appear to be in more trouble of these two teams but watching back the full game highlights on YouTube I noticed that for the most part like Lakers looked good for the most part it was just uh it was close in the end and then Portland got hot when it mattered in the end and uh Lillard scored 34 so uh Nice, and while I'd love to see the the upset just for, you know, 
story's sake and like that'd be like really cool to see like an eight beta one like this everybody was talking about in the lead up to this that uh, portland with uh Nurkic's return they were definitely the most deadly of that group that was fighting for the eight seed between the pelicans and the suns and the grizzlies all those teams the spurs so um, even though they only got this one in the series that's still really impressive so uh, like I mentioned a little bit earlier the Rockets did win that first game of their series 123 108 and then they won again today the Heat uh, 113 to 101 over the Pacers uh, expected that one to be a close series but already the Heat are up 2-0 in that series I'll talk about that in a second uh Wednesday's games, uh, you had the Raptors 104-99 over the Nets. Toronto's going to cruise. Like I said, not a lot that needs to be said about that series. Uh, the Jazz struck back with a 124-105 win over the Nuggets to get it 1-1. Uh, all but fitting, considering how much Donovan Mitchell put up that first game. Uh, he scored another 30 this game and it was pretty much a rout this game it wasn't uh, close the Celtics 128-101 over the 76ers and then all the uh, memes came out and all the pictures of Embiid looking so sad on the bench and knowing it's over and it really does seem like one of right there with Nets Raptors one of the least competitive series like the 76ers just look like they have no shot in this, which is too bad because I really liked them all year. And at the start of the season, they were my pick to win in the East and represent the East. So uh, not going to happen. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if that series is a sweep. And then the final game of Wednesday night was Mavs 127, Clippers 114 to take that series to 1-1. Uh, cool to see. I know uh, Luca had a big game. He scored 28. And uh, yeah, uh, the Clippers seem to be one of the sa- favorites to win it all here. But the uh, Mavs giving them a little something here. They were competitive in that first game, you know, and then they lost Porzingis and then they get this one. So uh, we'll see where that series goes. And then uh, three of the four games are down today, just uh, Blazers-Lakers about to kick off. So uh, I won't be able to comment much on that because just to check in after all. But uh, the first game of the day, Heat 109, Pacers 100, Miami's up 2-0. If the Pacers don't do something here quick, that could be uh, another quick series. I already mentioned the Rockets uh, 111-98 over the Thunder, 2-0 in their series. And the Bucks tied up their series with a pretty much start-to-finish win over the Magic, 111-96. They really cruised in that one. Uh, Giannis had 28 points and 20 rebounds. So he had the 20-20 for the double-double. So that's cool. And then, yeah, the Lakers are six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Blazers tonight. You just know uh, LeBron, AD... They're definitely feeling it after that first game, and I'd be really shocked if the Blazers could get this one. If they do, then I would say the Lakers in big trouble, but I don't expect that. I expect the Lakers to win uh, rather handily tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if it's wire-to-wire for them. So, 
yeah, that's uh, your NBA check-in. Pretty efficient. We're clocking in right about 20 minutes right now and uh, was able to cover the draft lottery, a little live coverage there, and then a quick playoff catch-up. So hopefully I'll get back sooner and be able to do a like end-of-game commentary that's always fun and i got some really great feedback from nez and jade about that so i'd love to try to do that again i might even do a full game here at one point and see how that goes i might have to cut it up into quarters so each each uh quarter will be a pot or maybe nez can uh, stitch it together so that'd be cool it'll be a couple hours obviously since it'll be live commentary and you know no skipping the commercials unless i did dvr it didn't look up the result and watched it that way which is also a possibility so uh we'll see what happens um and until then uh thanks for listening hopefully you're checking out all the other e-society pods we have if you watch big brother we got bbq that's with me and jade we've been uh rocking those out keeping up with the live feeds keeping up with the show giving you instant reaction so if you like that show um or you just, you know, you want to check it out and you're inspired to, I I definitely recommend it. It's been really fun. If you haven't heard any of them, uh, I'll just say here, one of the reasons I got so into it is we had no sports, we had no NBA and, you know, just looking for competitive TV, I got through all my amazing races. So uh, decided to check out Big Brother and that's how we got on that train. So uh, definitely check that out if you get a chance. And then obviously, the MacNez uh, Podcast Network, the regular pod, E-Society Podcast. We got one of those up for you a few days back. Um, need to knock out some new material so we can get a new one. But uh, yeah, just thanks so much for listening. We're having so much fun doing this. Hopefully we can start doing the YouTube stuff soon. We're almost near 200 episodes of E-Society. So looking forward to that, Mark, and uh, more fun to come. So until next NBA check-in, have fun. Be safe, and we'll see you next time, E-Society.